back. Hello, hello. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hungry for Hockey Talk podcast. I am your host, Grant Chung, and as always, I am joined by my co-hosts, the lovely and beautiful Stir Daddy and Johnny B. Jonathan Boron. How are you boys doing? Really good, man. I'm excited for hockey to come back. It's like it feels like an eternity right now, and yet I've been constantly watching videos and looking at everything that's going on. Tell me more. <laughs> I'm doing very good, man. Uh, currently here on Pender Island uh, with my good buddy Cooper. Shout out to Cooper. Cooper. <laughs> How's it going, Grant? I'm doing all right. Uh, we've been on a hiatus. Haven't released any episodes lately, but. That's mainly because I've been on vacation, and the last time you bozos did an episode, it went all right. So it went great, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah. So now we're back. We're back in full force. We're going to be start. We're starting to release episodes. Um, We're going to be starting to release episodes regularly. Man, I'm so psyched for like preseason even like i just can't wait (laughs) yeah well training camp is starting for most teams um they've got some uh prospect showcases going on so we'll keep you on katanyami says he weighs 200 pounds yeah yeah you you messaged me yesterday and you said 300 pounds i'm like he is not 300 pounds i think that would be bad at this point he's either on a lot of drugs or he's just giving up he's going to competitive powerlifting yeah so uh, let's let's start the show off with um, some news that we've missed over the past month and a bit, I think. Yeah, it's been like six weeks or so. People have been clamoring for more, so let's give it to them. John, let's go. Alrighty. Let's start with the most recently. Uh, Jake Gardner signs four years, $4.05 million uh, with the Carolina Hurricanes. What did you boys think about that? Weird. Like, why... I just didn't think the Carolina Hurricanes needed him. So obviously somebody's getting traded there. I mean, maybe they're they're doing that so they can get a forward. And the other weird part was how low it is. It's like, man, I didn't think he would get top dollar anymore. But to me, that like that seems sounds kind of scary. Like, is his back injury actually that bad? Like what people were speculating. And the the Canes were like, you know what? There's a chance that you could miss like two years or something out of this contract. So they had to sign him lower. I don't know. That's really strange because everyone was saying he's getting like six, seven million, six mm-hmm. years at the beginning of the off season. So I, yeah. I hope it's not. I hope he just wanted to sign a team friendly deal because this is the team that offered them the longest contract or something. And he has a, he just makes his contract look like an amazing one in the next couple of years. Yeah. I mean, $4 million is nothing to scoff at, but it is a far cry from what he was making last year, which was about 6 million. And like you said, Stern, they, all indications pointed towards him signing for at least six mil, uh, if not seven. I was uncomfortable signing him for seven, but you know, <laughs> four mil is is a steal of a deal, and that, that's a great move by Don Waddell there. Yeah, I, I I really don't know where where he fits in. Uh, their top four is is just so solid that I I don't know I don't know who they'd want to get rid of. I mean, they traded Dehan to the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, so they made some space in the top four, but I imagine that uh, they had someone in mind internally to fill that role, but I guess that goes to Gardner now. <laughs> it's, it's funny, I was talking to another buddy of mine, and he was saying that, you know, maybe 
maybe they could just if if Carolina plays Boston, they can just uh, leave Gardner in the press box or bring him out <laughs> only on the power play. <laughs> so you only get the power no, play. You, <laughs> no, you just keep him around till game seven. It's like all right, yeah. Gardner, game seven, take a knee, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean, it's good that he got some security. I can see why. I can see why it took him so long to sign a deal. Yeah. Because I don't think he was happy with anything he was offered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but how many teams would have paid that? To put oh, Montreal. I think Montreal would have paid that. That yeah. for sure. Oh yeah. And... Totally. I would have. I would have done that in a heartbeat if I was Mark Bergevin. How could Edmonton not make that work? Like they need a puck moving defenseman that can get some points. Like how could they not find the cap room for that? And they probably weren't even in the conversation. <laughs> they just assumed they didn't That's even do true. their due diligence. That's true. They just assumed that he was too expensive. They didn't even ask. <laughs> no way, man. Kenny Holland wouldn't do that. All right. Another signing. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes signed Clayton Keller. Eight years, $7.15 million per year. Thoughts? Well, I'm a little conflicted on this because... It, it's kind of funny because everyone's complaining about how all these GMs fucked up by not having their RFAs signed last year before this year came and they owed them a ton of money. And then Keller gets signed and he gets signed probably more than what you'd expect. But he signed a year in advance because if he kills it this year, all of a sudden he's going to be worth way more. Or it's possible, especially playing with like Kessel and, and all that. So I think it's a good signing for the future. Um, I think worst case scenario, he might be slightly overpaid, but probably by the third year, it, it'll look like a really good contract anyway. So I think it was a good deal. Yeah, I, I, I like that deal a lot. Um, 715 for a player of Keller's stature um, is is a really good deal, especially because he's got that all-star potential. Um, he's led the Coyotes in points the last two years. He's he's only been in the league for what two and a half years? Yeah, about about yeah, he, that. He's played uh, he played eighty two games his first full season and got sixty five points, and then the second right. season he got forty seven. But right. I think people should remember that in that season, a lot of their players were injured, so yeah. he he didn't have a lot of the top wingers and defensemen and stuff that he normally will have to bump up his points. Yeah. So exactly. he could have a big rebound and get... I think he'll be like a 70-point player. I think so. Soon. Yeah. Especially yeah, totally. Kessel on the other side and Schmaltz in between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so no, I, 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 love, I love the deal um, for Arizona. I think they locked up a really talented player that's just, like, I'm not sure what his ceiling is. Maybe, maybe 70, 80 points, somewhere in there. Well, I think I said this on an earlier podcast, but something Arizona needed was to start locking in good players for long term. Because if you looked at their contracts at the beginning of the season, they had almost no good forwards signed in the next couple of years. And since then, they added Kessel for three years, Schmaltz for seven, and then you've got Keller's deal. So that's, I think they've made, made good strides there and having like a long term core. Yeah, definitely. Definitely agree with you. I'm pretty happy with what uh, Czech is doing right right now with uh, with uh, with I guess Arizona. Um, next, mm, sorry, I, I just wanted to say there are still some question marks. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, like bottom six, top four. 
we don't know if Jacob Chikrin is is still going to be able to stick because he's um, had so many injuries the last couple of years. Hasn't been able to play very much. But, you know, that top power play unit looks all right. They're exciting. Yeah. Phil's going to thrill, guys. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see. We'll have to see if Antiranta um, plays yeah. the same way that he was playing uh, last <laughs> year as well. Play, and can play more out. games. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. All but, right, boys. Yeah. John Tortorella is pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what this at, is. At who? <laughs> well, at, uh, who? at all of the... Uh, all of the ex-Columbus Blue Jackets that have left the roster. <laughs> um, so I'm going to just read a statement. I have a tremendous amount of respect for all of them. I do. But don't talk about goddamn winning. Like you want to go somewhere to win. It's right there in front of you. I respect them all, but I don't want to hear I want to win when it's right fucking here. I respect <laughs> them, but I'm really pissed. It was right there where we were really progressing. Yeah. You know, he, he's got a point. <laughs> he has such a good I, point. I agree with him because before he was the coach of that team, they were a bottom feeder and everyone was like, is this team ever going to be good? Yeah. And he, in his second year, or well, his first year, they didn't make the playoffs, but he came halfway through and he helped them be respectable. And then since then, he's done nothing but get them into the playoffs and teach them how to play like a, a, a style that's working for them to a point where two of their players are considered for Norris trophies. Every year. Imagine if they stayed. Who? Uh, All of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, like, if Panarin and Duchesne stayed, and then they just, say, got rid of Bobrovsky, and then had, like, a younger goalie going, they'd still have a... That'd be a pretty yeah. good they took down. They took down the Lightning, which, I mean, could mm. have been a fluke, but the team only got to play together since the trade deadline. They were mm-hmm. finally... They finally got it together. I... I I feel bad for him because now because now he's got nothing really to work with. Well, they they did it in four games. Yeah, they swept well, them. I will like to I will point out though that their defense is still one of the best in the league. They've got yeah. two. They're top two of like Jones and um, Wierenski. Wierenski, yeah, like fuck, man, I kill to have that top two on any of my favorite teams. Yeah, and they've still got. They're forwards, you know, you've got Felino and Atkinson and Dubinsky. Like, that's a really, they've got a really good core of people. They just are, they're kind of missing that one superstar, which is kind of annoying. Um, yeah, they got Gustav Nyquist, man. And <laughs> <laughs> if he puts out 60 to 70% of Panarin, that's not bad. I think the biggest problem is going to be a net. Like, we have no idea what Elvis and Jonas are going to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah, I don't know. The Columbus, if you look at them on paper, they're not a very impressive team, um, other than their defensive pairings, obviously. But um, yeah, you got Nyquist, Dubois, Atkinson as their top, Venberg, Felino, and Bjorkstrand on their second. And, you know, Bjorkstrand went on that scoring binge um, late season. We don't know if that was a fluke or not. You've got Josh Anderson, who's a big body good powerful young right winger and boone jenner is your third line center like it's it's (laughs) shout out to boone jenner there's just there's not a lot there so it'll be interesting to see how tortorella can can get this going i don't know man when all your stars are leaving what does that say about (laughs) the the organization they they want they want to get paid and they want to win yeah I mean, apparently, apparently they were offering 
Panarin like 12 million. So they're offering him. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's so. Yeah. Like that. Well, I mean, based I on. It's, not, it's just not viewed as a hockey market, I guess. Well, I know Panarin said he really wanted Metropolis. And I can't. I, I find it hard to fault players who are, you know, essentially they're drafted and then they're signed to a place and they have to live in a place for eight mm-hmm. years that they ne- they didn't necessarily choose to live in. And then yeah, they finally got, got a chance. Well, yeah, he got be. traded from Chicago to Columbus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After signing, I think it was a three-year deal with Chicago or something. Mm-hmm. Plays one year on that deal and then they trade him. And it's like, fuck, man, I, I really liked it there. That's why I signed with you. Yeah. So I understand that when they get to the UFA point, they're like, you know what? I just want to see where the offers are and maybe there'll be a, a better place that I want to live. And that's the way it was for them. But Bobrovsky just, I mean, he just wanted money. And <laughs> I mean, he wrote the other thing. Okay. So I kind of have to take a bit of uh, the UFA side on this one is Bobrovsky apparently told the team that at the beginning of the year, he has no intention of signing. There's oh, no yeah. way. And they kept pushing him, trying to get him to sign. Yeah, they also, yeah, they didn't treat him as great as they could have. Yeah, Yeah, I think that was the main reason why he wanted to leave was because he didn't agree with how management maybe was running the place or how they were treating him and and stuff like that. You know, that's fair. Like, it's it's like any other job. If you don't have a good manager, you don't want to go to work. So, yeah, you go to work (laughs) and you don't like the manager and they're constantly pressuring you. But like. But, but we love you, though. We want to keep you around. Yeah. But I'm not going to stay around. But we're going to keep you around, you know. But I'm not staying. But we're going to keep you. It's like, okay. Yeah. So it just makes everything awkward and weird. Yeah. So I can, I can see why you <laughs> wouldn't want to leave. And the last news I have for you boys is actually no news on the RFA front. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? That was also part of Tortorella's rant. Yeah. He was saying, he's, I think he said it was a travesty that Zach Wierenski wasn't signed. Yeah. And I think that's right for all the RFAs because this is ridiculous. There's so many good players that just aren't playing. And, like, I understand you want to get paid what you're worth and, like, you want to max out your deal and you only have so much time to make this kind of money and blah, 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 blah. But every time they push for an extra million, every time they push for the extra year, they squeeze out somebody else on the team. And they squeeze the entire league to be paid to be skewed to just pay all the top players, and then you can only have younger players on cheap contracts below that, and all the middle people just kind of get kicked out, mm-hmm. and, then, and they're just not. You just can't sign them anymore. And I yeah. and I'm pr- I think in the future, most players are going to go. Yeah, I, I got an extra eight hundred thousand, but sitting out twenty games like is it really worth it? I don't know. Yeah, I it really bothers me. Like I I am in. I am in support of players getting paid what they what they deserve. But at a certain point, this is a team sport. Like you can't just be looking at your payday. You got to be looking at how the rest of your team is going to be shaped up um, based on your decision. Like if you're a star, you want to be playing on a team with good players. You're, you don't want to be the only guy who's producing because you, you can't win that way. So it, it, it gets to the point of, okay, do you want money or do you want to achieve the ultimate goal in playing the game in the first place? You want to win a Stanley Cup. I mean, right? look at McDavid. He's the top player, paid player in the league, and I'm pretty sure he's not very happy with yeah. the way his team has been. Exactly. Well, because they, they've been mismanaged for years. You got McDavid and Dreisaitl um, making $23 million a year. Between the two of them, right? Because McDavid gets 13 and Dreisaitl gets 10, right? 
No. Uh, McDavid gets 12 and a half. Drysidle gets eight something, I think. Did he only get eight? I thought he yeah, gets 10. Yeah, that Drysidle deal is unbelievable. Oh, like, yeah. at, the, at the time, everybody was criticizing it, but it's nuts. I thought he was making oh. 10. No, he's, no. Yeah, he's Drysidle's like eight, 8.5. Eight five, oh. And McDavid's 12.5. Yeah. Okay. So it's 21 million for the two of them. Yeah. Honestly, one of the best value deals in the league. Yeah. yeah. Well, then you got Nugent Hopkins at, I think, 6.6. 6. 6. He's just yeah. six flat. Just six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they got Neil at six. <laughs> no, five point seven. Oh, they, yeah. They're come on, man. They're paying seven five. They're paying two hundred and fifty thousand dollars of um no of Lucic's seven fifty seven fifty of Lucic's yeah, contract. Got, yeah, man, I got cap friendly right in front of me and call okay, you out. That's good. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. So they are paying six for him in a way. Yeah, paying more than six. So, <laughs> so what I'm like, I'm a little just a little confused because players complain about escrow and like the new CBA and everything, and our vays are like arguing, trying to get more money, but like the cap's not going up, the revenues aren't increasing, and so like we're at the reason we're at this logjam is because like the cap's stuck, and like I I don't know I don't know how the how the league itself works out more money i guess they're they're going to be renegotiating the tv deal um in the next year or so or two years so i guess that might change things but like as it stands i don't know i don't know how these <laughs> the escrow thing is kind of funny though because the players are pissed that they're getting garnished wages like you know ab- above taxes but do they realize they get it back yeah <laughs> like it's all just made so that you guarantee a 50 50 split so I understand it does take longer than they wanted. It's, I think it takes almost two years for everything to be flipped around and sorted. But still, it's not it's not the same as like being taxed a big amount. It's like being withheld in a savings account that they collect interest on, and then they get the money back plus interest. Oh. So I don't I don't see it as that big a deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't I, I don't see it I don't see it affecting the current situation. I don't think the players care enough to make a, a stink out about it, and like will come out as bad guys if they hold up the the nhl for a, a year oh for sure who, who do you uh i guess who do you guys think is gonna cave first for what out of the rfas oh uh probably point yeah i mean he he's refusing to talk to other teams so they can't offer shit him and he says he wants to stay there so i mean you think he i mean i'm sure he can pull out a calculator and just go okay <laughs> <laughs> if I want to stay with this team and I like this team, I must like the players on it. And if I go above X amount, then these so many players are going to leave, or somebody's going to have to leave. I mean, it's actually it's actually kind of funny. Is all he, he the most he can sign for is eight point four million. Yeah, unless they get rid of somebody. <laughs> all right, my next question is: um, Are these RFA's not signing going to affect uh, your fantasy choices? Yeah, I was thinking about that because <laughs> if you look at, I, I mean, the one who seems like he's going to hold all the longest because as uh, Marner. So, like, do you really want to give up on Marner if he was rated? I mean, he's got to be rated in top 20 in any fantasy league. So you're going to just skip over him and hope that, oh, maybe he'll sign earlier. Or are you going to screw yourself over and sign and pick him? And then, you know, for two months or something, he's not going to be around. Granted, someone who had William Nylander last the year. Fucking yeah, Nylander. What are your thoughts? <laughs> fucking so Nylander. Yeah. Uh, man, that's tough. 
if it's Marner, I'm not skipping over him. But Nylander, I would. I like now I would have, but I mean, I got him in the ninth round. I'm pretty sure last year um, because people were trying to keep. Or did I get him in? I don't, I don't remember what round I got him in, but I got him lower than than where he should have gone because of that reason. So you know, if you're willing to take the risk, sometimes it works. Sometimes it blows up in your face, like it did for me. So that's just fantasy, man. <laughs> but you, I, I don't think you, I don't think you skip over a player like Marner or Kachuk or Kachuk or, or Point or yeah. Rantanen. No, yeah, don't yeah. skip. Yeah, I'm keeping Rantanen in 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 this in my other league. So like, there's there's not even a question. What about Wierenski? Uh, Wierenski. Think... Okay, if you're if you're not in a keeper league, I think you could you could skip him because there you can find better defensemen. Yeah, better point producing defensemen. Well, the other thing about him though is he's on a team that has way more cap space, and they need they need as all their best players as much as possible. So I feel like you might sign sooner. Yeah, I feel like they would just mm-hmm. be like, whatever, just give him another extra half million or whatever it takes to get him playing. Yeah, that's true. See, I'm I'm kind of worried about, I don't know what the Flames are doing with Kachuk either. Because right now we've only got about $7 million in contract in cap space. And there's no way he signs <laughs> for anything less than at least 8.5. Oh, yeah. for sheet. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm kind of shaking in my boots here. Because, like, they need to... <laughs> They need to make a move to get him signed, but there have been no rumors, absolutely nothing. Because like at at the beginning, they were gonna trade T.J. Brody because oh, Yusuf Valamaki was set. Yusuf Valamaki was set to to um, take the top four role, but he's got an ankle injury and has it is likely out for the season. So we got to keep Brody. Frolik is making four point three million dollars. He's likeliest to go, but he's got a no trade clause. So, I don't know, man. I'm worried. I don't know, man. We're all going to die, man. Going to die. Game <laughs> over, man. Yeah, this is, this is fucked. A lot of the teams, man, you just look at the number they have available, and some of them have space to be able to move things around. Some yeah. of them don't. And you're like, you must be in a, they must be in a hell of a bind. Yo, how about point. Winnipeg, too? Kyle Connor and Patrick Laine. I know. That is fucked. It's so... Like, what's going on there? There's a bunch of people who are like, oh, the best case scenario is for Patrick Laine to just move on. Where? You're not giving up on a play, player like Patrick Laine if you're the Winnipeg Jets. Are you kidding? You, like, you groomed, you, you, you went through the, you grew with this player. Like, there's no way that you let him go. They won the lottery and got him second overall. So, yeah. And what do you trade him for? You're not going to get a downgraded 26-year-old winger or something. No. Fuck, man. Yeah. So, like, That's there's no. Team suicide. Mm-hmm. Maybe Shovel Dayoff could trade him to the Nashville Predators for what's his Dush- name? Duchesne. S- no, Steven Santini. <laughs> Who the hell is that? <laughs> it's the guy they got back for PK Subban. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but if you, here's another question: Why? What is Line A expecting to get signed for? That's a weird contract. Cause yeah. Like, if what's he had their cap situation, if he like? scored like 45 last year, it's like okay, he's probably getting nine, ten million. But now. Uh, maybe eight for a couple. I'd say two years at eight, something like that. But then, how are you going to sign Connor for seven million? They only have fifteen in the cap space. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's like, the thing, right? Because they both deserve that kind of money. Connor had a um, a heck of a year last year. Yeah, thirty-one goals, fifty-seven points. Yeah, it's not bad. He was he came in clutch for for the Jets a couple games too, where Line A just 
went stretches <laughs> without doing anything. It's like a big chunk of the season. Yeah. Well, he did that. Did he do that two years in a row now? No. Or was he? You were just pissed with him last year, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was pissed. Because <laughs> he had like such a quiet beginning. Like he's getting a couple points here and there. I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, that one month, he got like 15 yeah, goals. That's right. And I was that's like, right. man, it's like the greatest player ever. I was so excited. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he started shit the bed. He's getting like, he's doing, he was playing. And then he was playing on the third line. I'm like, oh my gosh. He's screwing me, Line I was playing so well. But yeah. Yeah, screwed you right out of a playoff spot, eh? Yeah. That's right. Had a winning team, man. Yeah. So I don't know. And apparently, he doesn't like the, the pressure from the locker room. Like, all the other guys are like, come on, everyone's got to be hardcore. And Linus like, no, no, I just want to play Fortnite tonight. It's cool, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that would be a pretty, I wouldn't say intimidating, but that would be a pretty, uh, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Intense. It'd be an intense locker room in there. For sure. Big bufflin staring down at you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But... Yeah, I don't know. These RFAs got to sign soon, man. Like, they're fucking us over. Making us... <laughs> making us Come on, guys. You got to sign so we can draft you in our fantasy leagues. Yeah. You got to sign so we can p- complain about your contract. <laughs> I guarantee you, that's the first thing that's going to pop up on Twitter. Oh, like, probably. Every time I see a contract signed, you know, I'm like, oh, well, agree 60%, disagree 40%. And then I start reading comments. I'm like, wow, all these people really fucking hate this player. And then there's like always the one person's like, you know what? I think yeah. it's not that. Yeah, I don't guys. know. You, you, you can't make everybody off. happy, I guess. But all right, should we move on, boys? Yeah, yeah I think we should. Um, Sterling, do you want to lead the next segment? I would love to. Um, okay, so the three of us did power rankings for all the teams. Now, I haven't I have had the time. Power. Uh, who has the power? Apparently the lightning. <laughs> and we ranked them all. I haven't added them all up to have like a total ranking, like based on the points we have. But we are going to just discuss some some interesting differences so you can see where we agree and disagree. And so right now, I have the Blue Jackets c- kind of close to being on the bubble of the playoffs. But you guys have them like bottom six of the league. Why do you guys think the Blue Jackets will be bottom six of the league? Curious. Uh... Well, just everything that we talked about earlier. All their stars left. The team, they can't... I don't know if they can score without Panarin there, without Duchesne there. Atkinson is talented at scoring, and, you know, Felino can pass, but I, I really don't think... I really don't think they're going to be able to do... And you don't know what you're going to get from Jonas Corposalo. So I... That's why I have him in... I have him 26th overall. Yeah. I don't think they're going to... They're going to be able to make it. Like it's going to be a tough, tough job for uh, for Tortorella to whip these guys back into contention. But I mean, like you said, their defense is still solid, but you need to score to win games. And if your goalie is unproven and can't handle the pressure, then your defense isn't going to be all that much of a help to you. And Corpusalo has shown promise, but I don't think I don't think uh, I don't think he's like jordan bennington level you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so that's that's the main reason i had him down there yeah i they i mean they were they barely made they barely made the playoffs last year um they like just snuck in and they have (laughs) they have none of the firepower they had last year they have like a talented but 
uh, untested goaltender. Um, I just don't see it happening. They weren't able to retain anybody. Like, no. not even Dezingle. No, to I, exactly. That's what I thought. Not even Dezingle. And <laughs> he'll play anywhere. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's that's why I have the Blue Jackets out of the playoffs. Fair like, not even, not even on the bubble. Like, they're out. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be, I think they will be out. I just don't think they'll completely bottom out. I think they'll be, I think it's kind of like a soft reset for the team. You know, I think they've, they've got solid defense. Forwards aren't horrible. They've got a good mix of players up there. They Don't get going, me wrong. They're not, they're not the Ottawa Senators. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're not the, <laughs> they're not the LA Kings. Yeah. <laughs> we all have rated in the bottom two. Um, yeah. I think, I think this year there'll be a transition year. And I think next year they actually might be back to a potential playoff team, as long as their goaltending can progress. I think that's the main question for them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next team that we have rated way differently is the Rangers. So I have them out of the playoffs, not in the bubble, and you, Johnny Boy. I have them the, right dead in the middle. Yeah, you have them right dead in the middle. And Grant I has them. I technically have them out of the playoffs, but they're definitely a bubble team for me. Yeah, and Grant also has them as a bubble team and rated higher than... Several I teams. actually have them right. You have them in. I'm 15. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You have um uh, seven uh, teams ahead of me. Mm-hmm. So I'll just tell you guys why I think they're not going to be much better. So they did get uh, two or three big upgrades on their team. So they've got Kako, they've got Panarin, and then Truba. Truba. They did do that. That's good. But I don't think that's going to be enough for the team to be able to push them up. And they did lose some of their veterans. Currently, their goaltending is still kind of, it's good, it's okay, it's not like league horrible, but I'm just wondering when is Henrik Lundqvist actually just going to have that kind of bottom out year and when are they going to have to transition to a younger goaltender? And also, I don't, I still don't think they're better than the Blue Jackets, I still don't think they're better than the Hawks, Coyotes, Stars, Canucks, Canadians, Flyers, like I just don't think they're going to be able to pass any of those teams, because a lot of those teams um, are Blue Jackets, I just think they have a better core, and the other teams have all kind of improved in a way and just have a better younger roster that's like further along in their development um i'll pass over to john so why do you think the rangers are actually going to be a bubble team and not just be sitting outside uh artemi panarin primarily (laughs) (laughs) although they were as management said they were rebuilding uh they did a pretty hard reset and like they're back in it uh they still have lundquist in net who is aging but he's still a very talented goaltender uh with gordiev gordiev um as a backup so um they're pretty set in net uh, like like i said i have them out of the playoffs but uh they're definitely they're competing i have like that's the thing is like i have the i have the hurricanes higher than them i have the islanders higher than them i have the habs higher than them um they're right they're for me they're right there with the devils kind of competing grant what are your thoughts well yeah the, my main thing was was that they added artemi panarin i think capocaco is going to have a way bigger <laughs> impact this coming year than than most people even expect. Uh, Chris Kreider is still on the team. They might trade him for um, more prospects that and immediate help as well uh, in their forward core. Vladislav Nemesnikov is still talented. Zibanejad is just getting started. Philip Hedel is starting to heat up. Elias <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Anderson has shown flashes of of being ready as well and you know they're it's it's still king henrik man like he's he's still a talented goaltender he's still playing pretty well and alexander georgiev 
played really well last year as well in 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 relief. So I think with those three big major additions um, of Kako, Panarin, Truba, like you mentioned, Sterling, I think that they will be a they have a chance at at being a a playoff team. So that's I, why I have them so, so high. I'm a little cautious on the whole Truba thing because mm-hmm. he had he's had one 50 point season since he started. The previous two seasons, he was injured for more than 20 games. So I think people have him valued way higher than he's proven so far. Now, I could be wrong. He might just be a regular 50-point defenseman now, and that's that. But if you look at the rest of their defense, I mean, they have Adam Fox, who's going to be a rookie, and the rest of them are all kind of like older defensemen who are kind of past their prime. So I think that's going to be their main mm. weakness. And I mean, I don't know. No, I, just, I, I don't think... Uh, sorry, I'll just finish quick. I don't think Truba is going to change their defense as much as people think. I think they'll be better, of course, but I still think their defense is actually probably below average in the league. Mm-hmm. The only thing is Mark Stahl is really the only old guy in their decor because Brady Shea is still uh, pretty young and he's he's an up-and-coming talent. Adam Fox, like you said, is a rookie. Anthony D'Angelo, I think, is my age, like 27, 8. Um, I don't know who Libor Hadrick is. But this is, I'm just looking at uh, a daily face-off here. And, uh, I mean, I, 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 I would tend to agree with you. I think Jacob Truba is a little bit um, overrated. But you got to realize that he's going to be playing on that top power play unit with Panarin, Zibanejad, Kapokako, Pavel Bushnevich, or Chris Kreider, um, if you want to toughen up the, if you want to front of the net presence. Um, so he's going to get his cookies. He's going to get his looks and he's going to bury on a couple of them. So I think he will do pretty well in Rangers blue. Grant, I think we need to give Jacob Truba the name of Cookie Monster. <laughs> <laughs> I actually forgot that they got rid of Shattenkirk because I was thinking of Shattenkirk and Mark Stahl. Yeah, but I know they... I would uh, Good good for them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they dumped him to... Where is he now? He's on the Lightning on a $1 million contract. That's right. And he's pissed. Pissed. Maybe you should have played better. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe you should have, Kevin. (laughs) Yeah. So, Um, I mean, yeah, I have him ahead of the stars. I have him ahead of the the devils. Barely ahead of the devils. Barely. Yeah, barely. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's switch to another team that we kind of disagree about, as I still have Oilers not even being a bubble team this year. Yeah, this finishing, is fascinating. Finishing the bottom six, and you guys have them in the bubble. And I, I, um, I couldn't. I why do you think they'll be in, the in there? Yeah, I think. What? You know, I had. I have them highest. Yeah, I have them highest right now. Mm-hmm. I could not put them there because I have a hard time betting against Connor McDavid. <laughs> I still think the Sabers of a team are better. You're not wrong. Yeah, I hope so. Like, not yeah. much better, but I think they're a little bit better still. With yeah, Rasmus Dahl, and they've got kind of a spread out team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their their decor has definitely improved this past year um, with all the changes that they've been making. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Oilers, the, the, the only change the Oilers got was they got rid of Milan Lucic and added James Neal. And the upside is there if Neal can skate. He's going to get 30 goals. But you've had a guy in Connor McDavid who's gotten 100 points every season that he's been in the league and they're still they've still only made the playoffs once so got a guy leon dry 50 goals last season exactly still missed the playoffs still, still yeah so like i like this the the addition of mike smith on in goal 
Like that, a year that older, tandem. Mike Smith. No, I know. <laughs> Jeez, Grant, no respect for him. No, I do like Mike Smith. A, a Flames alumna, <laughs> alumnus, and you have no respect. Playoff hero. Playoff yeah. hero, Mike Smith. He was he? He was the reason that <laughs> the Flames even had any semblance of a chance in the first round. The score wasn't like seven one. Yeah, but I mean, come on. But that's the thing. It's like they're gonna they're <laughs> gonna come share on. the net, right? I guess they're but gonna have to try to keep him fresh for. You're still sharing with Koskinen, <laughs> so <laughs> that's not saying much. We're not talking about Henrik Lundqvist sharing the net with Alexander Georgiev here. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, all right. So I, well, I don't know, man. I'm um, I'm I'm perfectly okay with being totally wrong on this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, like every Oilers fan ever, every season. <laughs> and I, I feel bad. There's going to be several teams that'll rebuild quicker than the Oilers, and the Oilers won the lottery several times. Yeah. I just, you like, gotta have hope, guys. I guess. Hey, this. Yeah, this could be the year. You know, <laughs> this is. We it. could just be completely wrong, it, and this could have been. This could be the year. The only way that's going to happen is their goaltenders both are playing really good. They're like two point two goals against average at most. And one of their defensive rookies comes in and it's like, holy shit, there's their puck-moving defenseman that we always wanted. Oh, thank God. Praise Connor McDavid. Holy RV decides to come back. Let's be realistic. <laughs> come on. Uh, I mean, Evan Bouchard yeah. is supposed to be their guy, right? Evan Bouchard is a good little player. So, I mean, they just need to give him that opportunity. Like, we'll what do they have to lose? Another season? <laughs> no. Well, Con- Connor McDavid, if they piss him off. They bring in a rookie, and the rookie like bombs and has a horrible season and loses the whole confidence. I mean, Holland's not going to make <laughs> another splash now. He should have gotten Gardner, nope. but for some reason, he didn't even call. So <laughs> he never phoned him ever. He's not even doing his job. He's phoning in and he's retiring. Okay, so so let, let's let's play a little let's let's do a little role play here. If you're Jake Gardner and Carolina and Edmonton calls you, exact same contract. Uh, who would you Carolina choose? man? Carolina. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I They're wouldn't like, think it'd be that easy, actually, because Gardner would get more minutes in Edmonton, and Grant, he'd be, and he'd be passing to McDavid. Grant, tell me what Edmonton's like to live in. <laughs> You're trying to run me out of town here. <laughs> um, I think with the excitement uh, that Carolina had last year, yeah. Like, let's let's just say let's just say I would choose Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Better, just a better city to live in. That's all. I'll leave. I'll leave it at that. Your words, not mine. I mean, I love Edmonton. I still got to live here, bro. As <laughs> as an American, I don't think Jacob Gardner really has any pull to go up there. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Actually, the only the only bright spot would be getting the chance to play with McDavid and Drysaitel. Yeah, that'd be the only thing. But and, to- and top six minutes. I thought you were gonna say toxic. Or- Top four minutes or top four minutes, yeah. <laughs> Toxic. Um, but uh, but yeah, that the only reason to do it would be for the chance to play with Drysaitel and McDavid. But um, All right. there's then you'd have to be there for four years. So you know. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> let's move on then. Um, so I have the Devils rated as being outside the playoff chances, and you guys have them in the bubble, mm-hmm. and Grant actually has them pretty close to being top end of the bubble and like making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I understand they got a lot of good 
changes, but they still are relying on a rookie to be their second line center. And I mean, Taylor Hall is a contract year, but will he stay healthy? PK Subban was injured last year. Will he stay healthy? Uh, their goaltending is just bad. I, I don't. It's going to be sub. I don't know. <laughs> probably bottom bottom five of the league. And every time I've seen a team have bottom five of the league goaltending, they do not make the playoffs, even with really good teams. Mm-hmm. So that's I just don't see the Devils. They'll be better, but I don't think they're going to be. I don't know. I don't think they're going to be a bottom three team, but I don't see them pushing for a playoff spot all year. So my my power rankings are based all on um, best case scenarios. Lies. So well, I I have the Golden Knights up at seventh Make because news. they'll get a full season with Mark Stone. We got the Flames at fifth, assuming Kachuk signs. So like a, a lot of that stuff is with the Devils, for example. I'm expecting. Um, healthy seasons from Taylor Hall and P.K. Subban. They've also... Mackenzie Blackwood wasn't that bad last year. Like, he was an average goaltender. and He can't be your number one guy, man. He, I don't think he's a number one, but, <laughs> I mean, what other choice do you have? I think he, he, I think he has the ability to play decent goaltending. Um, you've got Heeshear and Hall, who displayed a lot of chemistry in their first year playing together. Um, they'll be back with Cal Palmieri. Jesper Bratt is a really good-looking young player who can score goals. Playing with Jack Hughes and Nikita Gusev, who um, was a smart pickup by by Ray Shero, former MVP of the KHL. Not sure if his game is going to translate into the NHL, but, I mean, hell, I'd take a chance on that guy. Uh, you got Wayne Simmons on your third line, Blake Goldman Coleman. On your second, on your third line, <laughs> with Travis Zajac, you've you've got Pavel Zaka on your fourth. These guys, they, they've got scoring up and down the lineup. Um, PK Subban now steps in as your top pairing guy with Will Butcher. Damon and Severson. he's gonna he's he's gonna be he's gonna play well. Like he's he, motivated. He shines, yeah, no, he shines as the number one guy. Like if yeah. he's your guy, he like exactly. he got lost in the crowd and the in very Nashville. crowded back end in Nashville. Yeah. So I'm expecting big things from him. Yeah. And also and, it's been the summer of PK. Yeah. <laughs> and don't forget Sammy Vatanen is on the team too. Like he's been injured. He played he had a good start to his career in Anaheim. I think he's still looking for his game, but if he finds it, you get a top four of Will Butcher, PK Subban, Sammy Vatanen, Damon Severson. Um that's pretty formidable in my opinion. So I mean I think these guys are close, very close to becoming a playoff team just because of all the, the, the moves that Ray Shiro has been able to, well, also with the luck that they've been able to win the lottery two out of the last three years. That's how you properly win and draft. Yeah. I think uh, <laughs> I think they're going to miss it this year, but like be close. Um, but they're definitely going to be a contender for the next couple of years, for sure. Well, if Taylor Hall resigns with them. Yeah, that's... yeah it, it all depends... Built... They've built a this, pretty good ground base. This all depends on Taylor Hall's health. Because if he's not in the lineup, you know what happens. And when he is, he's a league MVP. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Adam who? Yeah. Who would trade away? Who would trade that guy? For Adam who? <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else? Oh, I feel bad for Oilers fans, man. I just have to have hope. All right. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, 
moving on, I have the Flyers actually rated. Well, we all have them in the bubble, but I have them rated about seven ahead of you guys. I think they're actually going to be a really good team because I like their defense. I love their forwards. They've got a couple of young good forwards all mixed in there. Goaltending, Carter Hart's got a, a year under his belt. I think he's going to be even Whoa. better. Plus, they've got Coach uh, Vigno in there, and he just has a really good track record of keeping teams in the playoffs and, and just being good teams. I mean, the only reason are the Rangers lost out in the playoffs the year that they just decided to rebuild and they just pulled it apart. But the years he pulled the team into the playoffs where I didn't think they would, they had the team to do it. So I think that's why the Flyers are probably going to make the playoffs or be like real solid contenders for it. Tunes changing. Changed your tune from the beginning of the offseason there. Um, talking about how Kevin Hayes wasn't that great of a pickup and you know, they traded away Radko they Gudis. Just, they just paid too much yeah. for Gudis. <laughs> yeah, I just don't like that contract. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I like the Flyers. I've liked the Flyers since last season. Um, <laughs> Did they hurt you, too? Hurt you, Grant? I don't know. Carter Hart's your boy. Carter Hart's my boy. So I, I'm, I'm interested to see to, to see how we go, how how it happens and whether it actually unfolds. But I don't know. The, the Flyers have such a decent team and it just seems like they fall short every year. I don't know why they've got like a really good core in Claude Giroux, Sean, Vor, uh, Sean Couturier, Jacob Voracek, Travis Konechny, um, Travis Konechny real good, uh, real good looking player. Nolan Patrick's coming into his own. They've got talented defensemen and Travis Sanheim. Uh, the, um, I forgot JVR too. Provorov, like still there. Provorov. Um, so they've got the pieces. They but have I don't the know. pieces. They just haven't been able to put it together. And yeah, Coach, maybe with man. yeah, maybe with Vigneault, they'll be able to yeah to get it going. They're in my bubble. Yeah, they're definitely in my bubble. That's the thing, man. It's like there's so many teams that are just so close, and like mm-hmm. they're just like the right chemistry could set them off. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw it. It was um, a statistical analysis of like when you're calculating the odds for a team, and they were saying that something about like forty percent of where teams end up uh, throughout the year is because of luck, because you because ca- hockey doesn't have a lot of goals scored usually, and so like a simple bounce can completely change the game. Mm-hmm. Luck, luck, and not just that, like an injury. There's so many people flying around and bumping into each other that like one player could just fall and mm-hmm. and break and break their collarbone and be gone for half the season, and so you can completely change a season around. Just had to bring like that, that up. It's just the first one that came to mind. <laughs> oh man, I'm not trying to be. That was just something that came to mind because his first season he was killing it, and then all of a sudden just yeah, fell. Well, yeah. <laughs> you guys are bastards. Um. Next one. <laughs> so bad for the man. <laughs> Next one I'm going to talk about wasn't, it's not a huge difference, but there is a difference where I have the Preds in the top five and you guys have them uh, ninth for Grant and eighth for John. Um, I want to talk about it because I think they're going to be a lot better than people are giving them credit for. And you know, it's not that long ago that they made it to the finals. They still have, like, an amazing defense. Their goaltending, you know, the, it is getting older, but they still have um, their back. What's his name? Their back of goaltender. You know, he's coming Saros. into it. Yeah, Saros isn't. 
he's not bad. And I think he's that ready to be he's ready to be a number one goaltender. And now they've got an upgrade on their centerman. I think they're gonna be a pretty powerful team this year. I'm Grant? just I'm I'm still mad. I'm still mad that they that Coyle <laughs> bungled that that deal with with uh, with BK Subban. He could have gotten so much mean? more. Why? He could have gotten so much more. No. His contract was too expensive. Nine, lot, nine million, man. The teams that wanted him said they could not fit that. And if you look at the cap availability right now, like, yeah, I agree. And he they someone better. He could have gotten more if he retained Santin. some of his salary. Yeah, he, yeah, he could have, but he didn't want to because no. they wanted to sign Duchesne. Let me just pull up their cap. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I think PK Subban's worth more than that, but not with a contract like that. Yeah, they barely have. They only have a million left in cap space right now, and if they and that's like their wiggle room to sign Duchesne and get like, you know, a good player at the deadline. How much do they have? They have a, a million. Mm. One point three, so it's pretty tight in there. They they have a fucking good team, man. You got uh, Johansson and Duchesne as your top two centers, and then you got Forsberg and Arvison flying around in your wings. Like and yeah, Gr- and Granland, Granland, yeah, he disappointed. I thought he was gonna take off. And being I thought he was gonna take off. Um, when he got traded to to Nashville, and he I think he really liked it in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, he didn't do anything. Yeah, so I think he's gonna have a big bounce back here. Yeah, we'll have to see. We'll just have to see. Yeah. So and yeah. I have the Preds kind of sitting sitting around there. I think they're going to be really good. Um, I think I have them kind of just behind Colorado in terms of just their division. What I do have, though, is I don't know how good the Jets are going to be. Mm-hmm. I think they're on the. I think they're in the bubble. Well, it depends on whether those friggin' RFA's going to sign or even not. Even if they do sign, they've lost so much on the back end. Oh, they just lost Truba. They'll get Pionk. No, Pionk. they lost. They lost. Um, <laughs> they lost Myers as well. They lost Tyler Myers as well. Oh, six million dollar man, Tyler Myers, or yeah. eight million dollar man, Tyler Myers. Yeah, I just have a lot of question eight, marks. Eight on their million in ten years. <laughs> I, um, I I agree with you. I just Hayes, I still Hayes think they'll gone. make the playoffs. I think I think they'll make it. I think they're yeah, pretty set to make the I have playoffs. Them, I have them. They're, they're my first team in the bubble, but I'm just saying. They're not, they're not what they used to be. No, but you still got you still got Shifley, who's a superstar. You got Blake Wheeler, who's hard as fuck. Nikolai Ehlers. You got Nathan Beaulieu. Okay, no. You got Josh Morrissey and Dustin Bufflin still. Sammy Niku is supposed to step up. Um, like I said, Neil Pionk is going to step in. And Nathan Beaulieu. Nathan Beaulieu isn't even on the te- on the team, dude. Yes, he is. <laughs> Yeah, he's for, on the minors. No, they signed him for a million dollars. Did they, they really? Him, they, yeah, they had him playing uh, third line minutes. Third line minutes? Yeah, well, whatever. The third, oh, third pairing. pairing. Yeah, oh, third pairing. You. Sorry. I thought they had switched him to um, the forward now. Yeah, no, I, I don't know, man. I think, you know, Jack Roslovic is just going to get better with more playing time. Christian Vasilainen is going to step in. Uh, Ehlers needs a bounce back year. And... You know, they just need a better second line defense or centerman. Honestly, Brian Little should be on the third line at this point in his career. 
It's the same um, bubble team. You still got Adam Lowry. <laughs> I think that like they're they're not. Yeah, I, I agree with Sterling. They're not better than um, Nashville, maybe, but they're yeah, they'll make the playoffs, in my opinion. It's but, gonna be yeah. it's gonna be interesting to see how they set up. But it is funny though that you know I know they've a few players have changed, but last year everyone's like, oh Stanley Cup, they're yeah. they're one of the best teams, and now we're all like, oh, I don't know. It's true, but boys, boys, look out for Colorado and Florida Panthers. I am I'm excited to watch these teams play. The Colorado Avalanche and the Florida Panthers, I think, are gonna be moving yeah you got panthers you got panthers locked in eh yeah i think though i think this is the year they they finally have um luongo-esque goaltending but like healthy luongo-esque goaltending because <laughs> sergey bravovsky is coming in um sam montembeau is gonna step in as well if uh sergey bravovsky needs needs time off um and man, I've, I've I've been watching this team, hoping that they'll make the playoffs for so long because I I just love this team. I love Alexander Barkov, I love Jonathan oh, Hibodeau. He's Hibido. so good. Um, I love Vincent Trocheck. I I just Aaron Ekblad is awesome. Keith Yandel is good. I just love this team. So it's it's I, I'm really hoping that that they can make a deep run. And with the Colorado Avalanche, you know, I'm looking forward to another year of the McKinnon, Rantanen, Landis Cog uh, combination. Uh, they got Nazem Kadri on a on his super yeah. team friendly deal, playing yeah. second line. I love that deal uh, so much for Colorado. They added Andre Burakovsky, took him from from the Capitals. Uh, Tyson Jost, JT Comfer are going to continue to develop. They lost Kerfoot, but Jost and Comfer are going to be there as buffers. Um, they signed Valer. Uh, they took it. They're taking a chance on Valer Nichushkin. They have Jonas Donskoy as well. So, and then they're all their rookies in in the um, all the rooks uh, on on the back end. Sam Samuel Girard, Kale Makar, Nikita Zadorov, Kelly Rosen. Like this team is going to be so fun to watch. Philip Grubauer is going to be their number one. So I mean, man, 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 man. I'm excited to watch Colorado. And the Florida Panthers. Your thoughts on those teams? Um, yeah, I like a little bit of a question mark if uh, Grubauer uh, can hold like can hold uh, hold his own as a number one. Like I know he took over he took over last year, but uh, um, they don't really have a number two to to support him. A known mm-hmm. number two anyway. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and just their D is very, uh, very green, but very good. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I agree. Um, but like, just with really Eric Johnson and Kevin Connaughton as your your veterans there. They've got Ian Cole too, who's injured. But I mean, oh yeah, true. Yeah. No, I like. I have them. I'm very playoff high. hero Ian Cole. I should say. I have them. I have them winning their division. So. You have them winning the division. The division, yeah. Oh, the Avalanche. That's kind of bold. Yeah, that's pretty bold. Like ahead of Nashville, ahead of St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, he has him in his top oh. three. Okay, you have him in a top three. Um, you do. I do currently. Wow. Yeah, I, I just I, I just went through and put the t- my top 
my top division leaders of each mm. when I was doing the power ranking. Um, but yeah, I have them. I have them ahead. Of, yeah, wow. ahead. Yeah, I think they're they're definitely better than the Preds. Um, and they'd be fighting with the Blues for that top spot. Nah, I, I mean, know, I man. I don't think this year is their year. I think next year is going to be their year, as long as their goaltending works out and they get some solid wingers on the second line. Mm-hmm. Um, or they the wingers work out well with Kadri, or they get better ones. Yeah. Then I think they're going to start being a top top three team in the league. Uh, yeah. I think de- definitely in the next five years we're going to be like, man, those Avalanche. Yeah. So good. Like I I trust I trust the Predators goaltending tandem better more than the Avalanche, and I trust their defense more than the Avalanche. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, that's still pretty young. Yeah. Like I'm excited to watch this team, but. <laughs> Springing them first in the division, I, I think they're definitely more balanced than they were last year. But oh, this, yeah. I think this will be like a year of the team kind of figuring it out. Yeah, and like yeah. making progress, and then they're, then they're yeah. going to start like jumping ahead. Hey man, who knows? Maybe maybe Nazem Kadri is going to have a year like Elias Lindholm did for the Flames, and they catapult to to first in their division, right? So that could oh, totally, totally happen. possible. Could be, it 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 very well could happen. I don't. Yeah, it wouldn't be a total shock if something like mm-hmm. that happened. Yeah. But yeah, conventionally speaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anything else? Oh man, those are all the big differences I noticed in the in our current rankings. All right. Quick. Uh, quick questions. The Coyotes. Do they make it? I'm gonna go with yes. Oh, I'm gonna eat that later. I know it. I'm gonna go with no. Even though right. I want them to, I'm gonna go with yes. I'm just, I'm just gonna throw it in there. Yeah, they're gonna do it. Um, what about the Habs? No, no. I think their division is just murder. Yeah, I know. There's no way. The Coyotes no have way. a weak division. It's Panthers great. are coming up too. Panthers are taking their spot. Yeah. <laughs> we get the least, least Bruins and Panthers. Yeah. <sighs> Maybe in a couple of years they'll be. I think they're gonna be a really good team by in two years probably. No, you forgot Lightning, dude. Lightning, Bruins, Toronto. Yeah, Panthers. And then Panthers. And then the Habs. And then Habs. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. (laughs) What about Blackhawks? Well, I'm hoping they get in. You know what, actually? Uh, I don't know. No, Dallas is going to beat Arizona. Yeah, Dallas is getting in. I, I think out. people are too high on Dallas. I think they relied too much on their goaltending to have record years last year. What are you talking about, man? They got Corey Perry. Yeah, and the two, <laughs> two forwards they added are in their like mid-30s. <laughs> I mean, Corey Perry may not work out, but if he does, that's lightning in a bottle. Joe Pavelski is going to be fine. I think he's yeah. going to be... like Completely different team. They don't have yeah, the defense but, that uh, the Sharks had to prop him up. I mean, it doesn't really matter. The guy's there to score goals. He just needs yeah, to stand someone's got to pass it to him. Yeah, you got Jordy. You got Jamie. <laughs> Jordy Ben. <laughs> you got Jamie Ben. Alec. Um, Jamie Ben. You got Sagan, and you got Alexander Radulov. Those guys are going to be more than enough. Yeah, the stars are the stars are, are set. They're going to be good. They don't have a Zuccarello for <laughs> five years. <sighs> All right, I got one more for you, boys, before we okay. leave. Um, if you were to take uh, one of the teams that you have locked in, and if if you were to choose one team 
that you have locked in to not make the playoffs, who would it be? One team locked in to not make the playoffs. One team that you have to uh-huh. make the playoffs locked in that you wouldn't you you wouldn't be too surprised if they didn't make the playoffs. Um, the Sharks. Yeah, I, I'd say the Sharks too. All right, I got Penguins, boys. Ah, uh-huh. that was my second choice. Yeah. What? Yeah. No way, man. You got Crosby on the team. You're fine. <laughs> you got Malkin on the team. You're fine. It's just if their goaltending gets injured again and their defense gets injured. If all those players play, I think they have a really good team. But it could luck luck could be the deciding factor here. Uh, <laughs> that pulls them out. The Sharks, I just feel like they're getting older, and eventually it's going to mm-hmm. drop out. And they lost thirty something goals with Pavelski. Yeah, I mean you're getting Eric Carlson, but. I mean, completely different position. Yeah, it's yeah. I think they're pushing towards bubble status. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, with the addition of Joe Thornton back on a um, one-year, two-mil deal is good for them because, like you know, your center is set. You got Kitcher, Hurdle, and Thornton down the middle. Evander Kane's still there. He's going to produce. Meyer is going to continue to play really well. Kevin LeBanc. So I mean, yeah, they've still got a good team, but like you said. They're getting old. Question marks around Martin Jones. So it'll be interesting to see. The the funny thing is, like, this could all change. <laughs> so, oh, it's going to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some team we have all rated in the bottom five yeah. is going to be like. We have no clue what's going to hit us. Legends. Some yeah. goaltender is just going to pull a team right into the playoffs. Maybe the Sabres go on instead of a 20 game run of <laughs> full season. Yeah. Now, boys, yeah. this is what's going to happen. The Senators are going to are going to be last. Up. They're going <laughs> to they're going to pick up a goalie, and he's going to carry them all the way in. He's going to have a Jordan Bennington season. Eric Branstrom's going to come up and play with Thomas Shabbat, and they're just going to score all the goals. The That's return of the Hamburglar. It's going to happen. Just you watch. I'm sure Cooper would agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> No, he'd be he'd he'd more be like, what? <laughs> okay, yeah, so let's end this. Yeah, that's all we've got, everybody. Yeah, bye. <laughs> See ya. Okay. <laughs> all right, so thank you guys so much for listening. That's all from us. We do hope uh, that you enjoyed this rendition of the Hungry for Hockey Talk podcast. Uh, we've missed you. I don't know if you've missed us, but we've definitely missed you guys. Let us know uh, what you think. Yeah. Hit us up on Twitter at HFHT Podcast. Like our Facebook page at HFHT Podcast. Uh, and, you know, spread the word. Bring your friends, your family. And your mom. Bring your mom. <laughs> um, we would greatly appreciate all the shares and the listens. And, uh, yeah, until next time, stay hungry out there. And we'll catch you later. Bye. See you.